back to another episode of Mommy Group. Today's a good one, man. We are talking about the pressures, the annoying pressures of throwing fabulous parties for our kids. Oh, I'm so over it. And the gift giving and the party favors and then taking back parties. It's yeah. insane. It's insane and we'll get into it. We're also going to talk about the idea of mommy friends. We're going to talk about it. One of us might cry about it. There's a lot. There's a lot to go over there. It's emotional. It is. And then uh, there was a story about a teacher who wrote pathetic um, in, in, including his other comments about this kid's grades. And it just got us talking about the responsibility that teachers potentially have. Yeah, there's such a fine line between teaching and then holding them accountable, but that's just wrong. Yeah, this is just rude. This is over the top. We'll get into that. Yeah. And then we're going to do kind of a second update on weak language. There's a couple more phrases and words we want you to eliminate from your vocabulary. We're working on it, and we hope you'll join us with it. We got a good one today. Let's do it. This drink. Oh, before. got it. Guys, yeah. we're live. Sorry. sorry. Well, I just Any think it's very talk? crazy that you've like, never tried dry mango <laughs> or this specific dry mango. You're so offended by it, I feel mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. No, I'm it's good. Really good. Um, we're, we're ready to start, although I gotta say, Ami just made us breakfast. The pregnant one, pregnant Phyllis over here has I kept snacks pulling galore. Out snacks from my bag. You know, my children are upstairs, nails are being painted. It's, uh, it's mom life it's a on a happening. different level. It's mom life. This is mommy group. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of mommy group, you guys know when you go to those birthday parties and they either just are so intense and so over the top that you want to curl up in a ball and die because your kids are going to be so much more lame than that. So we're talking about kids' birthday parties or like yeah. a friend's 40th birthday parties? Because birthday parties in general are just becoming yeah, crazy. Like a status symbol. Yeah, you're right, actually. No, we're talking about kids' birthday parties, but we'll probably just go into all of it. So the reason we wanted to talk about this was this ridiculous story about, um, it was like one on Reddit, I guess. This woman was talking about how a mom had a birthday party for her kid, like a six-year-old kid or something, at Build-A-Bear Workshop. And I guess normally the way these parties go is everyone goes to build a bear. Each kid gets to like design their own bear. They take that bear home. That's kind of like their party favor and yada, yada. The mom at the end of the party went up to each kid and said, okay, so now give your bear to my daughter. Like what my daughter wished for on her birthday was to have all her friends design bears for her. All 12 bears. Just go to her. 30. 30 bears. That's what they said. I just, I can't. I can't. That is just. Well, did they end up leaving with actual loot bags, though? Did, did they have, like, it a... It didn't say. It did, so it didn't say anything about that. They just said that all of the bears were given it's to like the kids. giving something to a child and taking it back. Yes, exactly. I just don't understand the concept whatsoever. I thought it was... When I read that, I was like, okay, that mom is definitely going down as, like, you know... Yeah. Well, when I read the that. title, I thought that what they were going to say is that they got invited to the Build-A-Bear workshop, and then they told every parent, you have to buy the bear. Oh. Which would be uncomfortable, but like, but like oh, more okay. normal. Yeah. yeah. At least you every, get to go home with it. Yeah, yeah because child. not every parent, it, it, not every family is in a position to spend that much money. And so maybe you want the experience for your kid, but right. you say, hey, we can't, we can't afford $30 per kid to buy a bear. Like, I think that's normal. I think you have to do what right. you can do. Right. And if people judge you for that, like saying, I, you know, we can't afford to cover everybody, then those probably aren't your friends. But it's different to say each kid gets to design one, but now give me yes. yours. Because for little kids, that's a really hard thing to understand. That's something, yeah. it's the same as when you go to a friend's house, like kids have play dates and one kid gets to play with a toy the whole time and they realize they don't get to take it home with them. Yeah. It's like a lesson. It's a, it's a right. hard thing to learn. And that's a different but, kind of lesson, right? right? Obviously, like you can't take things home, but yeah, this is your at a birthday party. <laughs> this and also your... just brings up the pressure of kids' parties. Oh my gosh. I was just going to say, I, you know, come from, I have like a, a social circle that, uh, 
that ranges from, you know, we do like the sort of at-home kid party or the regular my gym situation. And then I have a friend circle that is extravagant on a different level. Like they need to Mm -hmm. be on the, you know, Real Housewives or something or other. Exactly. It's like Ferris wheels are in. There is a full-on circus. There is no shortage of, I mean, full-on roller coasters at the house. And the houses allow for that because it's also, they're lavish houses. But it's crazy because I go to that and I'm like, oh, okay, okay, then. Well, it looks like Mila's, uh, you know, little uh, party over there has to be stepped up. But it's crazy. I remember doing Mila's first birthday and we did, it was was a Coachella theme, but we did Michella. And I I hired a event designer <gasps> uh, I mean it was cute I should show you guys you the, did? The, it was really cute wow. and each kid got wristbands when they walked in that said Michella like 2015 oh um, little aviators little girls had flower crowns and then little side satchels but I went above and beyond right and I just assumed that that's what that required because I have, have seen friends that. Yeah. that do this kind of stuff and I was like damn and now looking back I'm like god I, am, I just one don't have the time to do that kind of production and two it's like what is going on it's yeah. great the pressure is definitely there because you do get judged as a mom on either end right like you're either too yeah. showy because you have the means of doing this mm-hmm. and you are I think in a way like you want your friends to just enjoy and yeah the party at a certain point feels like it becomes not about the kid it's yeah. like not what, what they would enjoy it's about the parents the parents and I do think if to throw a good party you do have to consider everybody so you want to make sure like if you are having a party for kids that there's still like food and beverage for the adults and a place to sit for the adults. Like you need to obviously consider that you have more than just a bunch of five-year-olds. But I, we didn't do a birthday party for Connor until last year. And Mm -hmm. he turned five last year. And I was just like, he's not going to remember it. I don't care to throw a birthday party. We'll have dinner with my family. We have dinner. We, whatever's the closest like date to when his birthday is like that's that the, that's the barbecue yeah. yeah but it's like no we were all gonna get together at my mom's on saturday well connor's birthday is in two weeks it's an early birthday party like yeah. i just don't i have never cared about the the parties and so this last year we did a party for him because we finally got a house and we had a backyard and so we just had a pool party and mike just grilled fun you know hamburgers and hot dogs and easy peasy yeah we got it's like amazing. we got like some in and out and kids were in the pool and we got like a you know a bouncy house for the front yard and like that was it and it was great and it was so much fun when he goes to other parties does he say, say like mom how come this was my first party or does he even remember or no he doesn't remember he doesn't yeah, know that he know didn't what have the kids them. think when they go to these lavish parties like are they comparing or is yeah, it just do they the even register it because like i did a party for millie but it was super simple for her first birthday and um it's funny because i was just gonna invite like my mommy group <laughs> and all of her friends and then my husband was like well what about our friends and some of them don't have kids and i'm like why would they want to celebrate a baby but the thing is, is like everyone wanted to be a part just a way, of yeah. yeah this celebration. But she'll be turning two in three and a half months. What's the plan? So how <laughs> many months old is she? She's a little over twenty-one months. Twenty-one and a half months. <laughs> um, but I think that since our baby number two that's in my belly is going to be here around that time too, I think we're just not going to do a party. Like yeah. we might do something in the backyard. Yeah. But it just it might it might it's not going to be like Millie's birthday party. It's just going to be we're having a part a summer barbecue. But that's okay. That's you don't it. have to, like even right now you're justifying it. And like I feel the pressure yeah. too all the time. We don't need to justify it. If that's mm-hmm. what we want to do, it doesn't mean we love our kids any less it's just that that's what we're gonna do you know I mean think about it our kids are so freaking lucky like the way we all grew up was probably so different it's like they're every every, every freaking weekend a is a birthday party yeah. for my kids like yeah. I'm like are you serious right now like you get this entire thing to yourself like come on calm down I yeah know. I think that pressure that we feel because we feel that not only with parties but just even with like 
it becomes a thing of a financial awareness that's unfortunate like you go to someone's house for dinner status symbol yes you go to someone's house for dinner and you're like oh shit they can do this ouch and then you're embarrassed to have them at your house Mm -hmm. and you're like all of a sudden you're like god you know because you're a, a lot of times with schools you know there's people of all different economic statuses going to the same schools and so you don't know who anyone is or what anyone's situation is until you go to their house yeah. for dinner or you go out to restaurants and they're ordering like a 200 dollars bottle of wine and you're like that that that's the entire meal Damn for all it. of us yeah, like yeah. this is not we don't do this like we're not in that position we don't do that you know and there's that, those those moments like you unfortunately almost need to like travel and do things with people in a similar financial position as you so that you're not pushing each other yeah. into places that you're uncomfortable. Because I do think that's a real thing. Like you go on vacation with someone who's spending $500 is no big deal and you don't want to damper their good time, yeah. but you're like, we don't do that. That's yeah. not, we're not there yet. Those are not our vacations. Right. Like we're chilling by the pool. We're having Coronas by the pool. We're relaxing. The kids are going to play on the beach. Like we are not mm-hmm. renting a yacht for the day, no oh sir. You know, but like you do your thing, and you don't want people to say that they can't enjoy the time that they because no, they've earned course. that, right? Yeah. So it's just right. a really interesting thing as you as you get older and you have kids and you start experiencing life with other families in a way that you don't do when you're well. There's single. also this this gift giving aspect of it. <sighs> you know, it's like, what do you get the kid? Are they on a what registry? Is your general, I would love to know what is your general because I have like my general number that I will spend per kid for a gift. What is like? Do you guys go by that? 20 bucks. I usually don't do the number because sometimes it's, it's less. Like like yeah. one time Millie got I mean, if this amazing awesome, mermaid yeah. beach hat and again she was one and she loved it and it was just from like this cool surf shop and that's what she got in the bag yeah. from the other kid. I mean the mom didn't give right. it to her. The kid, And I was like oh my god that's so cool and I think it was probably like a $16 hat but after that it really put things in perspective that sometimes it's about what you're giving. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the experience. And but the, totally I think like $25, $30 totally cool. I love telling people no gifts. Yeah. <laughs> because then it's just like, you know, she can get gifts from her grandparents and obviously her parents and then everyone can go and it's not pressure. And then when you go to their their, you know, party, a lot of times that parent does the same thing. I tend when to always little, do um, like a small I, I tend to do about forty dollars mm-hmm. per gift and usually I pick something that I think the parent would like them to have, like whether oh, clothes yeah. or something or you know, and then some or that they can enjoy and then I always do a book because I feel like books are oh, always Oh, I love giving books yeah. or activities like I a give gift card to time. like Jimbery for the day. Can I file a complaint? Yeah. With the complaint department? Please. What the F are party favors? Why do we have to do that? Oh, oh God. I hate party. Why? No one You're wants coming it. to my party. Why do I have to? I so have junk. And I, it just ends up. It ends no, up but in that's the trash. actually back to this whole story. That's exactly why I do things like that. I would do something where I have something that you get to experience at the party. Yes. Like we've had um, the, build, not Build-A-Bear, but it's this company that comes and they stuff the animal for you and you get to decorate their shirts or whatnot. And we've had that So at the it's house. like the, the like, you know. Except I don't rip have a carnival. Of Build-A-Bear. Yeah, exactly. It's a rip off of Build-A-Bear. My party favor always is a dessert bar. I'm like, your cupcake is your freaking party favor. Like, take an extra one. But I do, uh, I get irritated as a mom with the bag of like 60,000 things with trinkets. From the dollar store that you buy on Amazon that are already created. Like, you can buy party favors. But I will say, it's the one thing that even if it's for that hour, the kids love it. Like, when they come home with the bigger thing, I appreciate that because I'm like, it's one thing really? and it's something that, like, like as in the Build-A-Bear. If mm-hmm. I came home with yeah. the Build-A-Bear, I'd be like, oh. that's great. It sits in your bed and it's awesome. For me, that's awesome. They love the, you know, bag full of Bubble random crap that is like, why? But I, I'm so against no. that bag of crap. I think like, I'm just going to stop doing party favors and just put my foot down and just be like, I'm just not, don't I'm, do it. I'm, I'm a non-party favor kind of mom. Yeah. I would honestly rather them not get presents, like don't bring presents with you, than have to do party favors. I hate it so much. 
agree. Like, Connor, you don't get presents because I hate party favors. That's the way that this worked out. Yeah, party favors are too much pressure. No pressure. It's gross. All right, next topic. Yeah, that was... Um, It actually is kind of connected into this because we we came across this article titled, Why I Don't Have Mom Friends. And I... This woman that wrote this article, too, was a little little obnoxious. I, I think that she wrote the article to be sensational, figuring that people would, like, listen to it. The beginning sentence is, I'm in... I'm into woman bashing, and I don't think women can't be friends Which because is, they're all two-faced. Does it make Maybe sense? Maybe she meant I'm not into exactly. woman bashing, and I don't think women can be friends. She doesn't know what she's all writing. Two-faced and yeah. Catty. yeah. So and so she was like, I'm not like I'm not trying to convince people. I'm not like a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. Like I'm not worried about that. And she wishes that she did have mom friends like early on, but that you know just whatever for out. a handful of reasons she didn't. And I just thought this was interesting because I feel like. Brandy, like you yes. have had, you have belonged to a mommy group from the beginning when you were pregnant with Millie, right? Yes. And like she was a little blueberry in my belly. I cannot imagine my life my without my mommy friends. And you know what's sad is like now that I'm a mommy, I feel like I want more mommy friends. I love having mommy friends. I have different circles of mommy friends. And I still have my girls that don't have kids or that aren't even married yet. But I definitely feel like there is something about having a friend who's also a mom that's experienced motherhood, which is super imperative to this journey in life, for sure. See, like, even hearing you saying mommy <laughs> friends, like, makes my teeth hurt. I know it does. I, I, I love agree. it. I mean, you I just don't said like, it, like times. Like, I officially have cavities. I now. really don't like grouping it. <laughs> Hashtag, I love my mom. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love you too, Phyllis. I, love love. I just don't think it. we need to group it. I don't like grouping it because, like, we've talked in the past, I feel like I am very in tune with the person I was prior to having kids. Yeah. And to me, when I specifically say you're a mom friend and you're not, I'm almost saying and I'm giving into the fact that, like, oh, I'm a different person now, which obviously we are in different ways, but I am in no way less able to connect with my girlfriend who is a single woman. But can they connect back? My thing is... Oh, Blakey's here. Blakey's here. Can you give us just a couple more minutes? Okay. Thank you. Cute little Blakey. My thing is I feel like my mommy friends can relate to everything more than they my can. girls that and don't yes, have And there kids. are some, but I feel like it goes both ways because I do feel like I have single friends that, and I always try to look at both sides. I have single friends that are turned off by their mommy friends because they assume, they're almost like, oh, she's on a pedestal now. Like, she's always like, oh, you wouldn't understand. You don't get it. Mm-hmm. And it's and then I have mom friends that do that to their single friends. You know, like, I mean, right. I'm sorry. And yeah. then I have single friends that do uh-huh. that to their mom friends where it's like, you wouldn't understand anymore because you don't know what it's like to be single and to have to go out and date someone. It's like, no, you know, you're right. But that doesn't mean I can't empathize with you or try and, like, still be there for you. Mm-hmm. And so I always think about that because to me, it really bugs me when I see moms doing it to so my I single totally friends. So I totally categorize my friends so much so that last so weekend I had a night and I, I intentionally did not invite anyone without kids. Sorry. I wanted it to be Sorry. about mommies. Sorry. I did this little pampering night with my girlfriends and I invited I that's just sweet, mommies because I was like, those are the people that deserve it. Um, but see, why, why, does I a single, why does a woman that works just as hard but doesn't have a little person to take care of, why does she not deserve it just as I much know. as that person? She, she does, and I remember those days. But I reserve those girls for, like, my wine nights or for, you know, watching you just Bachelor on the Phyllis, Couch. You just asked us for a wine night, and we are your mommy friends. I did. So there you go. You That is you can uncategorizing. Do you can do both. That's uncategorizing. We we cross over we do. in yeah. our mind. Um. Yeah, I think that that's, that's, I don't know, there's something about the idea that I feel like when you're categorized like mommy friends, mm-hmm. it's like, 
it sets the tone for what your relationship has to be about. And that is what's hard for me, as I feel like I want my relationship with, with these women to be all-encompassing. Exactly. I want to know everything about your life, your career, your friends, your parents, your husband, your all of the things. When I feel like you do mommy group, it's like you're so one-dimensional. All that you talk about your is kids. your life as it relates to being a mommy. Mm-hmm. And I know I make it very clear. I'm certain in an annoying, exhaustive detail, but like I don't relate to that. I don't. I don't look at myself as mom first. You're not one-dimensional. It's part of who I am, but I see all the other parts of myself as being bigger than that one identity. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's why for me, I always struggle with it because I felt like I didn't belong in that room like they were gonna look at me and be like well she's not like enough of a mom mom because she's not really that kind and of I'm mom. totally opposite like I am so obsessed with being a mom totally the first thing I see like I've already dropped off the wife title because it's all about Millie like I gave Mr. A a kiss today I was like I love you and then I was like but Mills Mills I love Aww. you so much oh my god just Mills. wait till baby two comes You're, he's gonna oh not get any god but you know what that, that brings up to me though Orly is that I also feel like I don't categorize because I feel like people ca- don't know how to categorize me and I think yeah. that's because of the whole working mom and I put mm-hmm. parentheses mm-hmm. over that uh or quotations air quotes over that because it's one of those things like I feel like I do get judged a lot from the full-time working moms that actually go out and yeah. are busting their butts. Every yeah. Day. They're almost like, "Oh, well you can go do that and you can do a mommy group." Mm-hmm. And I'm and I I think I'm very sensitive to that because I'm like, "I'm not doing a mommy group. I'm doing this because these are my other friends who actually have the same working hours that I do and a lot for us to do this." Yeah. And some of them maybe not expecting but still have that same dynamic work-life balance so I think that's why I'm a little bit more sensitive to the categorization of it but I you know what I'll tell you Phyllis Brandy what I love about you (laughs) is that you are so unabashedly you like with everything even when Uh, we talk about social media and you're like I could give a flying f if I am present on here or not and I just really Mm -hmm. appreciate that from you which is why I love having you two here or with me on this journey Mm -hmm. because you guys just remind me of things like it's okay to be 100% 100% you and and own yeah. it and just say like I'm good and that's mm-hmm. the key I think like that's one sort of consistent and this is it really is like therapy I feel like the fact that we get to do this because this is one thing that I'm realizing is that like as long as you feel comfortable and own whatever that experience mm-hmm. is for you and don't feel guilty about it and try to force yourself your circle into a square and try to force yourself into that experience it's all good yeah. it's like you own it and you embrace it and you love it and it's so <laughs> genuinely everything that you are that it's it looks so good on you because it's you. Mm-hmm. If I tried to be that, it would right. be a painful emotional struggle for me if I tried to live in your world. And I think you the same as me. You would feel like you were sacrificing mm-hmm. and really giving up a lot if you tried to function. Oh, mine. totally. But like yeah. for me, I get to live in mine with pure comfort and pure ease. Yeah. And I can look at that other thing and say, I don't have to be that. I'm a great mother to these kids. I, we have a great family dynamic. I don't need to have, like, I think it's just but that. It does it's just take that owning it. It takes that awareness and appreciation yeah. of other people's situations. Yes. Which a so lot that of you women, don't judge it. Right. Which right. a lot of women are still struggling, I find, to do and identify. And I believe that because they are trying to justify their own situation. It also yeah. comes down to, yeah, the insecurity. Like, I feel like I'm so grateful for the, the traditional mommy group that I was connected with through Happy Baby, the South Bay, um, like mommy baby studio. And I say that because um, I feel like when women are so confident in who they are and are just, like there's a couple of women in there, they're like, I'm a stay-at-home mom. That's what I want to be. That's who I am. And maybe I do some things on the side, but that's what I'm going to be. And then there were some full-time working moms that told us from the get-go, I work at, you know, all these great, amazing corporate offices and I'm only here for a couple weeks. 
Um, so I got very lucky in the mommy group that I was connected with because I did find myself amongst these moms that knew exactly who they were. And some of us connected more than others, meaning like we've become best friends, but all of us have stayed connected. And I think a lot of it is just um, appreciating each other yeah. and who they are as a mom and like what kind of mom they are. You know, I, I remember kind of feeling a little isolated because I got there, you know, week nine. Uh, Millie was nine weeks, but it was all of our first class. And I was the only one wearing makeup. Mm-hmm. And I, I realized that I was the only person that had an awesome birth story. And I had a baby that was sleeping. I mean, it took me a while to kind of like show who I really was because I wanted to respect like the journey everyone yeah. else was in. I don't know. I could talk about this forever, but what I'm getting at is I think that the reason why I loved my mommy group so much is because, um, you know, we all got to experience motherhood, especially in the beginning together. Mm -hmm. And I did meet other mamas that I have interest in outside of being a mama. Right. You know, like the career side or our relationships with our husband. Which is why I think we all connect so well because we do have life outside of being a mom. And I think it also shows, like, I love when I get messages on Instagram from girls who are like 25 or 28 Mm -hmm. and they'll be like, wow, you make me actually not afraid of being a mom because you yeah. remind me that yeah. I, you can still, you can still have be fun. fun. You can still go out. You can still have adult nights and weekends, yeah. and it's not all-consuming kids. And I'm, and I'm But then come home and be that present mom. And I was like, I appreciate that. Thank you. Because yeah. that, to me, is probably the biggest compliment that I can ever get. That's the beauty, I think, of um, parenthood that I did not anticipate, mm-hmm. um, that I was actually scared of. The beauty of it to me is that you can be any kind of mom you want to be. So yes. whatever kind of woman you are before that, you can carry that in as the type of parent and mom that you want to be so that it feels really intrinsically Authentic connected to, to who you. you are. Exactly. And so you're like, this is my way of being a mom. This is my sort of road and it's different from yours but if you're listening and you don't have any mommy friends i would strongly encourage you to make it your job to find women that are mothers that you can connect with because you can meet amazing moms like us three (laughs) but also because i do think there is something special and sacred about having girlfriends who are also mothers I really do. And this article struck a chord with me because I have a couple girlfriends. Both of them work full time and they never did a mommy group. And one of them just had her second. And I just begged her, please, please, please get yourself immersed in just mommyhood for a second and find some good mama friends. Because a lot of her girlfriends are kind of um, friends by default through her husband. Does she, she works want that? a ton? Yeah. Does she want? Like, does she yeah, want to immerse yes. herself? Yes. And I, you know, I don't think she. Like, I have to be honest. Like, if if someone said that, she to would me, throw up. Yeah. No. The idea of her going to something made her want to throw up. Yeah. She's so career driven. She's not the Pinterest mom. Yeah. Um. She loves her nanny, and she has um extended family that help. But I felt like, as her friend, every time I would talk to her, I felt like there was something missing, and I was really her only mommy friend. That, I, but again, I met her through her husband. Right. Um. Yeah, Orly's like, this is so not me. No, my reason for that is just that, like, I think that because it's so beautiful to you, Mm -hmm. you think it will be that way for everyone, but it's not. Yeah. So, like, to tell her, immerse yourself, (laughs) Mm -hmm. that might just make her insecure about the fact that she doesn't want to immerse herself. Like, don't tell me to do that. I don't want to do that. Like, Mm -hmm. that's not my idea of motherhood. That's not what it looks like for me. Yeah. That's what it looks like for you. You know, know what's cool? That's the thing. That's why, like, I get, like, emotional I get emotional about it because it's like that's one of those things where I think it always comes from such a beautiful place but it comes from such a personal place so it's like your experience is so perfect for you 
but it carries with it. Mm-hmm. Like, so do you think that your life would be fine if you had no friends that were moms as well? No. Okay. No, no, no. Of course not. But I just don't... The categorization is not there. Okay. It's not like you have to... Like, I don't know. Yeah. Tell me if I'm wrong. No. But for me... I can hang out with my mom friends and my non-mom friends because the type of non-mom friends I have are very understanding and and appreciative Mm -hmm. of mom friends. They understand, like, I have friends that are not even 30 yet because of the space we work in Mm -hmm. that actually come and visit me at home and want to see my kids and and kind of immerse themselves in our Mm -hmm. lifestyle and, like, you know, we're around making breakfast. Can I have some too? Mm -hmm. And they don't mind that lifestyle, and I appreciate that. That makes me actually feel, again, connected to my Mm non-mom life. And so I think it is also that, again, surrounding yourself with the people that are appreciative and aware of your situation and circumstance. And just, I think, I guess the distinction, it, it made me think about it right when you said that, is like, I feel like I gravitate towards the same types of people, regardless irrelevant of, it, yes. of uh-huh. anything. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was always like that. I never had a group of friends, never. I was never someone who participated in a group of friends, not intentionally, but because there were individual people that I very much liked, and there was a group of 10 people, and I only liked one or two. So mm-hmm. I didn't belong in that group. So I had one friend here, one friend here, one that was this person, one that was this, and I've always been that way. Yeah. So to me, Same. it's like, I find women, like I like both of you as yeah. people so much, and you both happen to be moms. Mm-hmm. But I have friends that are single, that are married, that are moms, that are older than me, that are whatever, and they're all my kind of people. Yep. And that's yeah. why I'm with them. Whereas a group of moms, just being a mom is not enough of a reason for me to be friends yeah. with you. Agreed. It doesn't De- I definitely, span. yes. Okay, yes. But, but I do, but I hear what you're that. saying, Brandy. Yeah. I do appreciate where you're coming from and that you do find a solace and like this, this understanding, an unspoken understanding yes. of like, I don't have to say it over and over. I don't have to drill it in your head like I've gotten three hours of sleep, right? Right. Like, the, you just understand what it uh, means to be a mom. Right. Yeah, you're late. And so you're I like, get I don't it. even right. have to tell you. The baby Whereas, would blow out. I but couldn't I, get someone in a I appreciate seat. it when my friends that are not moms actually take the time out to be like, dude, I don't know how you do it because you were up all night and you're up here and you look like that and you're getting all this crap done. That's amazing. To me, that actually gives me a, a sense of appreciation yeah. that like, this is not someone that has to put themselves right. in my shoes, or even but they knows. are, yeah. and it makes me feel really totally. good. So, you know, but I think I think it's a, I, I love that you got super emotional about that because I think it is something that's yeah. very personal to you, and, and again, I think I fall into your boat more so, Orly, than Brandy, mm-hmm. but I, I see both points very well, so... Oh, there's, there's my gardener. Oh. Just, <laughs> I got oh, a little scared. Gardener. I was like, oh my God, tattooed man in the backyard. Hey, tat, okay, so I want to talk about this article. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so we came across this <laughs> online petition for a teacher's firing over a comment that this teacher made on a second grader's this worksheet. This made my blood A handwritten boil. comment, right? A like handwritten a comment. So what we're looking at is a second grader's math assignment. It's gone viral. His name is written, his score, and then in red ink, in what we're assuming as the teachers, it says absolutely pathetic. He answered 13 and three minutes sad with a sad face. Did the teacher do it knowing that that was going home or was it like her own notes? Well, she because said that, he answered, right? So it's I know, but like sometimes when you're writing to yourself, you'll be like this, you know, like he answered. I'm sure he answered. It's hand- just yeah, you're handing back the- that an actual teacher or someone who holds that kind of, oh, and there we have a gardener. We have a lawnmower, guys. You think it'll be okay? I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll keep going and see if this works, but... Basically, I just think that, that that's absolutely pathetic of the teacher to be able to put someone down like that. Do you think that that teacher is a parent themselves? I just think there's such a huge role as a parent. As, excuse me. I think there's such a huge role as a teacher. Yeah. We're debating whether to stop. I think we just keep going. Okay. okay. 
I just it won't like, be too much. It'll be loud for like he's gonna mobile on for three minutes and then it'll be over. Sure, a teacher as well. <laughs> and now Blake came downstairs with more Elsa toys. You wanna come sit with us for a minute? Yeah, we only have a couple more. I you think. can sit, but you have to be quiet because we have a, just a little bit more. Oh, good. She's she's like, well, that's okay. boring if I have to be quiet. Cool. So, okay. Make sure just keep right going. There. For me, a teacher's job is to teach, is to even nurture the child, but also obviously hold them accountable, teach them responsibility, um, call, I mean, a math assignment, obviously, yeah. you can't negotiate that. He got however many answered wrong. But I think the word pathetic mm -hmm. uh, I mean. is so, I mean, can you even understand what that word means when you're in second, Why? seven years old? Why? The, the, it's adding a, uh, a layer of context that's unnecessary, or like a, what, it's, context isn't the right word. What's the word for like? It's like he's like narrating the story that it doesn't need that. The an, he he didn't answer seven. That's the right. Like that's yeah. sufficient. But uh, he okay. didn't complete the to, assignment. You don't need to say it's pathetic. Right. That's and, like your opinion. Well, here's here's what it is doing. I think personally speaking, mm -hmm. is that generationally, as you get older, there's obviously different methods of disciplining and and, and sort of nurturing your kids. And some operate with the school of thought like. If you, it's like the whole idea of reverse psychology. If I'm rude to them and if I'm yeah. mean to them, I put them down, they're actually going to perform better, right? But right. I think the difference here is that one, this is not your child, so how dare you? Number two, pathetic is the type of language that we as a society always, it's just as bad as the, as the S word, which is stupid, right? Mm -hmm. Like you don't say stupid, you don't say dumb. You talk about being politically correct. Pathetic to me falls into that category of like words that you just cannot touch because it is something like this is honestly, even if, even though it's as little as like an assignment that was written on that kind and, and at six years old or seven years old is when you can actually internalize what's mm -hmm. being said to Understand you. That is, I feel like something, uh, an experience that you take away with you and you actually can affect you for the rest so of your life. It can scar you forever. I mean, I think the sad face alone would have been sufficient. Yeah. Also, he answered 13 in three minutes. These are math problems. I was never a math genius, but that seems pretty good. Yeah. Like, just 13 math questions so apparently, in three minutes? Apparently, um, this teacher, like the parents whose kids have these teachers, the parents really don't like this teacher, that they're kind of constantly talking down and rude and sort of has a tone in a way. So it's very possible that, like, this is, like, kind of the straw that broke the camel's back. But it's a hell of a straw. And I think that, like... The thing that sucks about this is it sort of brings up the bigger conversation about like how do we want how much do we want to shelter our kids from difficult ex difficult and embarrassing experiences and how much do we want them to experience them so that they're ready for the real world because there's been a, there will be a boss potentially that calls you pathetic for your your work and if that devastates you and that crumbles you to your core because no one's ever said anything bad to you you're going to have a harder time No I agree but you also entrust Kit, you know, teachers to build you and and teachers nurture you. Teachers are your and, parents yes. outside of the house, and they should so they teach you resiliency and yeah. adverse adversity and how to overcome challenges. But also time and place. Six or seven years old to be telling someone he's pathetic is so out of line. Do we know what has happened to that teacher? No. So right now they're saying that this is a personnel issue. We're not going to let social media dictate this. We're going to look at, you know, which is the right thing to do. Right. We're going to look at it internally, figure out whether the, hey. <laughs> Kids are playing upstairs. Yeah. They're good. I think it's just uh, something on a Here's thing, what's but. also interesting is the petition says that this teacher is a bully and talks down to her students and needs to be removed. Again, well, that's hearsay. So that's what I, I mean, is it, I just don't understand then why teachers like that would even be employed, which is just horrific. I mean, it scares me 
to think of like the type of teachers that are out there teaching our kids. But I mean, on a different level, I'm eager to understand if this teacher is a parent themselves. Because if they are and they're okay with talking to their own kids like that, it, we need you, to call CPS because yeah. it just makes me worried what kind of a toxic environment yeah. her kids are in or these children are in. Yeah, it's bad. I don't know. It's really sad. I'm really dreading the time when Millie's old enough to go to school <laughs> and has this whole other layer of relationships with people. God, let's not even get into that. Let's see if that's even... Oh, my God. Like, And we all have I might girls. just have to start I hear the drama with girls mm. starts at like you know, five, six, and it just gets worse oh, no. and worse. So. I don't, you know what, we had this, we had someone on our show on Home and Family the other day, mm-hmm. and it was this conversation about, um, she wrote a book, she was really lovely, I, I, I'm going to butcher the name of the book, but it was something like, um, Confident is the New Skinny, or like something oh, okay. along yeah. those lines, um, and she said <coughs> it was a, a conversation about how to like maintain and build up confidence, and a lot of it had to do with our kids, and so they, I, they wanted me to ask a question, the question was like, you know, Debbie and I both have young daughters. Our daughters are, you know, three from four years old. They've got that pure, yeah, confident oh, innocence oh. that owning their body is like just a physical body that they use to run around and be crazy and they're like booty oh. out and like funny. And they're, it's such like a beautiful celebration of their little body. And it's not uh, bogged down with anything, with any, there's n- literally, right. there's nothing else but the way that they feel inside their own body. And how do we maintain that? What are the tools? What do you Modeling do? Modeling behavior. And that was no, the thing. But it yeah. was it. I mean, a lot of it was, yeah, they're watching you, obviously. Mm-hmm. They're listening to those conversations. But really trying to... I, I almost felt like I wanted... I needed very specific answers. And obviously there is none, yeah. but like... I, I've literally had Mila come home. And she's four and a half. She's come home and she's asked me to my face, Mom, am I chubby? And I think it was in a completely different context. It wasn't about her actually thinking she was chubby. It's that she heard it from a show and she just asked me. But the day my kids, even my son, comes home and asks me, Mom, am I this or that or am I not pretty or am I not dead inside? Yeah, I I think I will cringe and cry so hard because the idea that someone else is putting them down and making them feel that way. Although, again, like you said, these are life experiences that they need to yeah. go through oh, in order yeah. to know that everything is not, you But know. I think, you know, our job as parents is to create a safe home. Right. And so much of it is about modeling behavior. So what we say about ourselves, what we say about our children, what we say to them, how we value physicality, whether we're always telling them you look cute when you wear that and just focusing more on the yeah. physical, like how strong you look, um, what a beautiful thing you just did. Right. I think that's super important. I think it is so much of it is about language. Yeah. Spe- I mean, speaking of language, that brings us actually to our last topic, which uh, is perfect. So we talked about this in a couple episodes ago about kind of the language that you use. And I think women specifically use it, but a lot of people use it. That sort of gets in the way of your success of being taken seriously, of seeming powerful and confident. And there was a follow-up article that I read that I, I thought... I hope this can be something we continue to talk about so that the three of us together uh, sort of eradicate certain words from our language and then hopefully you guys listening can do the same. So, I think we should make this uh, a consistent a, thing. A consistent thing. I love this. Yeah, me too. And I, because I realize that I don't think I do this, but then I read these things and I'm like, oh my God, I do that in every email. Even, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. It's so hard. one of them is apologizing too much. And it's not like we talked about last time with like, oh, I'm sorry. Like when you bump into someone, this, sorry, can you repeat that? Even just saying sorry at the beginning of it. Sorry, can you repeat that? I'm sorry, but I disagree. I have no available appointments this week. I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to let you go. It's the apologizing of something in advance as opposed to just saying the thing. I'm going to have to let you go. I'm going to have to let you go. I had a situation with my videographer today, and I didn't get the the video on time, and I 
and I'm going, hey, good morning. I'm so sorry. It's so early. Like, no, you were supposed to send this last night. It right. doesn't matter how this early This is black it is. and white. Right. Yeah. But, and so another one is saying, and oh, man, I do this all the time. Is Does that make sense? After you explain something, it's making it as though maybe I was unclear instead of, do you understand me? Have I been, do you understand me? Not, does that make sense? Am I, oh, interesting. I have some friends that say that all the time and it's always annoyed me. So I'm like, why are you even saying that? Yes. Well, if yes, I didn't understand, I, I, I would say it back. Yeah. It shows a lot of, yeah, like something timid about it. Yes. And then using just and basically just putting it in there. But, you know, just, but just is such a filler word. Mm-hmm. Just a fill. It, it absolutely is. I do it all the time. I, I, mean, I just think that even listening to these podcasts back on our own, oh I God. realize that, you know, filler words that I rely on and even like we talked yeah, about. Yeah, Phyllis is not good about, at speaking either. I hate listening <laughs> no, to her voice. The weak language, uh-huh. weak language. You sound, and we learn this. I mean, you know, we read about it, we learn about it. And when you're talking, when you're doing oral presentations and whatnot, and you're presenting certain things, you don't want to use these filler words. It's almost better to take your time and pause, right? Like, yeah. I mean, look at the our power presidents. of pause. Power of pause. You pause to get a point across, think about it, and then package it and deliver it because otherwise you sound not sure of yourself, yeah. uneducated, yeah. and just a little bit more uh, uh, inferior to yeah. the people you're talking to. Yeah. One thing I do all the time, so if you guys follow me on Instagram, I love talking about positive parenting and my natural birth story and just things that I do in my home as a parent. And sometimes I tend to say, you know, I'm not an expert, but... And I've tried to eliminate that because I'm an expert on what has worked for my daughter and I'm an expert on sharing what I've experienced. And I think that's the cool thing about, you know, a lot of things that we do and we learn from is that, hey, there's so many things that you can try and if it doesn't work for you, cool. So that's one thing I've been trying to eliminate is not having to feel like I have to anti-validate Although I have looked into like, I told my husband like, should I get my PhD? Oh my God, you should. (laughs) Like, do I, or do I need to become like a sleep consultant, doula, midwife? Like, what do I need to do just so I can add that to the end? Such a Phyllis thing to do. Such a Phyllis thing to do. I hope you do. But I do, that brings up a great point because I feel the same way. Like, you're a beauty expert. You totally are. Right. And I don't mind saying beauty expert. What I don't like saying is, as I'm sure all of us, because we're in that same, I I don't like saying influencer. That to me is a very disturbing word because it's like, I'm not trying to influence people for mm-hmm. any reason. I'm an inspirer. Reason. I hope I, I inspire love that. you. Oh, we're gonna rebrand. We're gonna rebrand. But we're not but I do catch myself like, oh I'm a content creator but I also do this, this, and this. It's yeah. like, I don't need to say that. I can say it, and mm-hmm. that's it. And yeah. I don't have to justify it, but I do do that. So I think weak language, cutting it out. Cutting it out. out. And a really good place to start is just on your emails because you get the chance to edit. Yes. And if you get in the habit of eliminating it, it, it will register in your mind. It's already registered in my mind certain words. And now when I'm speaking, I feel like I use Absolutely. them less because I like anticipate I'm about to go there, and I pull it back. I think every week or every episode that we have, we should have, just like we do our little finds at the end, yeah. I feel like we should have that one weak word that we eliminate. I like it. Because it just it it's a good reminder of stuff. If it that doesn't we shouldn't spark doing, joy coming out of your mouth, <laughs> don't like say it. it. And there's no yes. fill, yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's a perfect way of saying it. No You're filler. Until I'm after 40, then I'm definitely gonna get filler. <laughs> but no filler words. Phyllis and her <laughs> funny jokes. This one over here. I All think right. it's smart. Products, guys? Yeah. Yeah, okay. go first. Products. What do you have? Um, so I'm going to do a fashion one today. I am a huge fan of the sort of transparent, clear trend. There's all sorts of different things. There's handbags. There's even like jackets and coats and really cool, fun stuff. But the version that I like the most 
are heels. Yes. Now, the main reason is that if you can get a, they're actually surprisingly comfortable. Oh my God, this reminds me of my pageant days. Oh my yes. God, yes. The loose side heels. Yes. The heels. So not only can you get ones where the actual heel is clear, you can do that too, but there are ones that are like Just slide on, like I have a pair of like slide on mules that are like a strap across the toe and then a strap across like the top of the foot. The best part about them is just that because they go with everything and they disappear, when you're planning vacations, you literally can pack one pair of heels. That's smart. So when I go to New York, it is the only pair of heels that I'll pack. And I actually, I know this is even a little kooky, but I have clear boots that are ankle high clear boots. Only you and would have those. Well, I will pack Are they them. DIY orly? Uh, well, I have one that I crystallized on my YouTube, but I have a plain oh, pair. And what I'll do is when I go on vacation, mm-hmm. I will pack my clear slide on mules to wear with like, you know, those types of things. And then I'll pack the clear boots and I'll bring different colored pairs of socks. And it makes them look like I'm wearing like red oh, boots or black boots. Damn. So that's that a- one Wait, wait, wait. I could never kill a- peel this off I can't peel? well I couldn't peel them off either oh, but I could never off. pull this off what? I think you can yeah Randy's so face was like what? it's so it's really fun clear you can wear clear boots you wear whatever color sock that you want it's I'm really gonna, fun I'm gonna say that I love the heel idea yes. and Orly only only me and Orly could do the sock well, that's with the fine. Boot, but I, I will I own the, I will own the boot but I think everyone should own the slides they're really inexpensive they're available everywhere now I love it and you can that can be the one heel you take on your vacation so you don't need anything it will match all of your things well um, jumping off of that, the one I'm going to share with you guys the one concealer that every gal can yes. throw away all the rest and just keep this one. But um, this one is a drugstore one. I love my drugstore finds. I actually just did a big video on a challenge where I do a wear test of all drugstore concealers to see how they last throughout the day. So it's like been a video it. that's taken me a minute, but um, this one there's a lot of talk about. It's the Elf 16 Hour Camo Coverage Concealer. So it's it's high coverage. It literally, you guys, if you are into the Tarte Shape Tape, which is a big buzzword in the beauty world, if you know what that is. So that that is like the holy grail for a lot of concealers. This one is definitely its match, and it's $5. Shut oh, wow. High coverage concealer. I think it comes in like a good amount, like 25 shades. Oh. So you got your stuff, and it's I, I've done the wear test. It's good. So if you guys are well, in the 16 market, hours. God, yeah. I hope I'm not wearing it for 16 hours, but I love that it lasts. I mean, that sometimes long. you know, you, you, I know that's true. Day. But it's good. It, it works. I've worn it all throughout the day, even on set and stuff, and it, it's a good one. So I love wearing concealer as a foundation because I'm Me too. so lazy. Although, like, for can this I just one, keep this going? I wouldn't wear this one as a foundation. I did okay. try it like that just because it's matte and it's super high coverage. So, but whatever. You just have to watch my video for that. You have to So the thing I'm crushing on right now is so every season. I love to check out library books with Millie focusing on what's going on in nature and the environment. And recently I just got... Phyllis, you <laughs> love you. So cute. Uh, so we've been reading books about spring, how the flowers grow. <laughs> I could so see you. Oh my Millie God. On a bike and she's, somehow, so she's like holding, she's in a basket that you're holding with flowers. Oh my God. And, and, and there's, there's like, like and there's like sparkles Sorry, I can't even get through this like because they're just teasing me. As you oh open the book, it's like green <laughs> rainbow. So every so <laughs> can I pee in my pants? Oh my gosh! So parents, if you're looking for an activity to do with your child, I got this butterfly garden online. Butterfly. It comes with live caterpillars. Oh, it has been amazing. Cute. So, so one of Millie's favorite books, obviously, every kid loves the Hungry Caterpillar. And what's cool is she actually is getting to learn about caterpillars, how they metamorphosize into butterflies. Oh, that's so cute. It's like twenty five bucks online. 
it's great for spring. And I also just love investing money in activities where she's learning. And it's so fun for us. I mean, every morning she gets up on her toddler stool and she sees the caterpillars and they've started forming their crystallides and then they shed and then they form again oh and they God, shed. This is so cool. And the payoff is like two or three weeks. I mean, you get the caterpillars and they're super sleepy. A couple of days later, oh. they start moving. But I mean, this is something that for three weeks every morning, we're oh having fun learning and exploring about. So the link's below. Great gift idea if you want to just do something a little different and um, I love that. I was making fun educational of you, Finless, but I, I take yeah. that back. That's a really cute, cute idea. Well, thank you. We like it. That was a fun one, guys. <laughs> All right. Guys, that is it. I uh, hope you guys like this episode. We have new episodes every single week. We're on a roll. We're really doing it. Uh, please, 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 guys, share this with a friend. Help spread the word. That's how this is going to grow. That's how we're going to be able to commit more time to it. So please share it with a friend. You can screenshot your phone and post it on your social media. Tag us and the Mommy Group Pod Instagram. Um, and each of our personal Instagrams you can always DM us. Send us questions that you might want us to talk about or um, topics that you see out in the world that you want us to talk about. Yeah. All right. We will see you next week. Bye. Bye.